This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the 193rd edition of the Anfield Index podcast. I think he made a difference. He's great. Great coach. Also, great man. He helped me to improve myself. I have also confidence to play what I want. We have a good relation together. I'm Trev Downey, and those are the grammatically suspect but emotionally sincere words of Mo Salah about Jurgen Klopp. And you know... They made me think of Carl Kopach and Cam Branch. We so. have a good relation together, too. Good evening, Carl. Our enemies will perish like dew in the morning sun. And we, too, shall rule, brothers in our own land. Souls and bodies will lay down all of our freedom, and we will show that we, brothers, are of the Cossack nation. Oh, lovely. I'm enjoying that tremendously. There's a theme, and by the way, we did not speak beforehand about this at all. This is a, this is a, this is a theme. So obviously now we're building up the Cam's quote, which will be thematically similar. Cam, uh, not a quote, but <laughs> not a quote, <laughs> but it will be dramatic, and it will show my idiocy. What's the correct term there? Idiocy <laughs> to the fullest. You so just demonstrated that just in that one word. <laughs> beautifully done sir beautifully done thank you thank you i i aim to please so um yesterday i was with the uh the father himself uh watch uh going to get you know, to his place to watch the match so uh we went for a bite to eat and afterwards i felt like i needed a bit of dessert and as you boys know i like my dessert and um so we went to one of these um ice cream milkshake places you know and um i thought oh they do a peanut butter milkshake. I'll have one of them. So while Mr. Tandon's deciding what he wants, and then he finally he decides he's having his double dip chocolate, double scoop ice cream, I thought, right, yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter milkshake. Cam, what are you having? Yeah, I'll have an Aero Mint milkshake, please. How does that work? Well, this is it. And then I'm, I'm about halfway through this Aero Mint milkshake, and I thought, I wanted peanut butter. <laughs> And I sent this to Tandon. And Tandon ah. goes to me, yeah, I was wondering why you ordered the Aero Mint. I'm like, why the fuck did you say something then as soon as I ordered it? Well, I just thought you changed your mind. 
Well, to, to be fair to Gags, it's not really his duty to know what's going on inside the branch mind. <laughs> no, no, I actually told him what one what to what while he was deciding his. Oh, you had done. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. sorry. I see. I see. I see. All right. <laughs> Well, I, I, the moral of the story is then basically, what? Yeah, okay. Well, let's roll with that. Let's roll with that. That's that's a, that's a solid, solid place for us to start this podcast. Self awareness is key, I think, in these situations. It is. It is. It, it it adds to a certain humility as you progress through life. And you know what? I remember I was uh, in the immediate aftermath of last night's match, um, Carl. I was thinking of something that you had said uh, quite recently about having a bit of humility. I think it was on the back of us maybe seeding those two goals, late goals to to, to Roma, or maybe it was after the nil-nil draw against West Brom, uh, or 2-2 draw against West Brom, but one way or the other, it was about Liverpool maybe not getting too big for their boots. And but if Brainchy there went out of his way to prove uh, that uh, he can let himself down with the best of them, Arlott certainly, certainly gave themselves the self-kick up the arse that's required in their wonderfully successful qualification for the Champions League final, Carl. I mean, it's a story that is essentially just joy, but there is that qualification of, ooh, there were a few issues that came back to the surface there that we're going to have to deal with. And I think I'm confident we will. How do you feel about it? And how, what's your overall response just to the fact that we're bloody there? It's enormous. It justifies the last 10 years. That's what it feels like. It's Liverpool's for being European Cup finals. And it's, um, I, I, I did a piece on this last night while, uh, not drunk as such, but drunk on life, I think. Yeah. Um, my, my head was all over the place. So I just basically made some notes and tidied them up today. God knows what I was on about at some point, to be honest. But I, it, for me, it's just the fact that we just leapfrog things. I, I, I like that's the best thing for me. We can't win the league. We haven't got close to the league in a long time. Problem was obviously 2014, but five years before that, before, uh, before we did it last. So what do we do? I'm just going to face Real Madrid in the European Cup final. I <laughs> think that's just mad. Um, and, and I love the fact that um, this club can do things like that. It's just absolutely insane. If I was to go to the European Cup final, they don't talk about anything else for 30 years. We just sort of not expect it as such, but we've, we've done it three times now in 13 years. Which obviously isn't as good as the 70s record, but how many other clubs in the world will kill for three European Cup finals in 13 years? Yeah. Every, every single one I know, to be honest. Not in the big four, obviously, but, uh. That's, that's, that, that in, in and of itself. It's what makes us different. And there's an awful lot of chit-chat going on. I know I read your piece and there's an awful lot of, I think you've been taking a studious uh, sort of uh, uh, avoidance uh, tactic uh, with regards to the unholy amount of sniping and griping and bitching and whining that's going on from from fans of, of oh yeah, yeah exactly uh, fans of other clubs uh, really really just having a right old moan for themselves bless their hearts but i've been trying to avoid that myself um it's kind of inescapable because everywhere you go there are people who are so so salty about it so stung about it and that's what makes us as liverpool fans of a certain age different that's what makes the club different we do like i mean we're delighted by this but it's not shocking. It's not spirit shocking. As you said earlier on, this is where Liverpool belong. Yeah. Yeah, this is where we should be. 
and um, it, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a real shame that we're not here more regularly. But um, I, I love that, um, is it C.S. C. Lewis? Um, something like, the, I'll have to look it up, but like the, the pain then is worth the pleasure, is what the pleasure is now. Something yeah. like that. I'll look, I'll look it up, I've made the right mess of that, but that's what it feels like, you know, we, we've earned this. Yes. We've been through, so we've been through absolute shite recently. Our last Champions League campaign was an absolute fucking disgrace. And, um, you know, you get, you, you, you travel all that way. And people think I've been slagging off the club just for doing this, but it's, it's slagging off the whole club, to be honest. The last time we were in the Champions League is we, we were just overawed by the entire prospect of it. Mm. And I was just got back in it again. First go, final, fair enough. And this is, this is where, this should be our, the basis of where we're trying to get last yeah. four every year. We've not gone on on increments. That's what I like about this. We've just landed like you. It's, um, to quote, um, Kenny in Phoenix Knights, um, I'm playing there, I'm playing Central Court at Wimbledon. I've not even been seated. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly it. N- none of your increments here with the Reds, Cam. We just bombed from qualifiers into the final and we, we did bomb 46 goals, setting records of just incredibly impressive rates. Uh, with it, we're, we are objectively the best team to watch in the competition. Um, and there's something about it. I was, Carl mentioned his piece there and myself and yourself got a sneak look at it there and, uh, without ruining too much. One of the delights about, about one of the delights of that piece I really enjoyed was the reference to Real Madrid, who, as again, as Carl mentioned, were present and correct the last time I had a, a, a Champions League experience. Uh, that humiliation that we suffered out there at the helm, I, I'm, I, I haven't gotten over that since. And we have a real chance to have a go at them. And they set themselves up beautifully successful and all as they are for Having being being there to have to, to, to attack, they are as Carl calls them overblown. I, I believe Carl refers to them as the fat Elvis of world football, which is wonderful. <laughs> you know, clearly, obviously, the most successful that sticks in the crawl to, to say, but they are. But when you saw them, Cam, running to their fans after their semi-final victory with their thirteen T-shirts on them, that kind of sums up, doesn't it? That and the Objectively wonderful footballer he is, but the preening nonsense that Ronaldo goes on with, all of that, Ramos and his shit housing, this is the, I, I can't wait to have a go at these, and I don't fear them, because I don't think we can ever be as bad as a group as we were last night. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Real Madrid, um, with the t-shirts, that was crass. That was tacky. That was classless. You know, the assumption that they are it and, you know, they're all powerful, all being and all wonderful. They've, they've not faced a team like Liverpool, the, the, the Liverpool of this season in the Champions League. Every team that has faced us has pretty much been blown away at some point within that game. They've been blown away in a, in a, in a big way. Yeah. So they've been blown away and, um, sorry, Mrs. B just walked in. Hello, Mrs. B. Hello, Mrs. B. Um, and now she's walking out because I've upset her by saying that. There you go. That's me in the doghouse again. Um, <laughs> Live. Back to the shed. I know you just come back this week as well. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So, 
So, um, oh god, I've lost my flow completely. Do you know what, dude? I'm, I'm going to rescue you here because this. I, I I feel like we actually had a a little peek into some marital disharmony. I'm I'm so sorry, man. I I, I could feel that silence. Jeez. You know, if, if, if I'm not here cold. next week, you'll know why now, won't you? <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell! Yeah, there was there was there was there was a there was a resonance to that silence. All right, I think we need to move on. I'm so sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. She, she wasn't aware I was doing a photo. It's my fault. I do apologise. I guess where where I'm going with this is, um, it would be very easy for us, and I've, I've I noticed in, in the immediate aftermath and all day, those who are inclined, and we have we we all know loads of them, and you know what? Occasionally, I'm in, in I'm in the midst of it as well. Those who are inclined to be maybe a little bit pessimistic or worried or anxious as fans they got lots of stuff to grab onto last night um but i've just i've just walked through with uh with jan mulby on the on the mulby on the spot pod just before i was speaking to you guys and here's the thing he was bullish about us going into the final and then he saw last night and i think as we started the show he was sort of wary because he was oh, it's a final and yeah, again, something like I noticed Carl mentioned in his article about us not being able to see games out, and I think he was on about that. But by the end of this of the show, we've been talking about all the things that are good and looked at that idea that I said to you, Cam. I don't think we can play like that again. I mean, you know, we had a Mo Salah impressionist. We had a Bobby Firmino who was, you know, peripheral compared to how wonderfully central he normally is. Um. These things don't tend to happen. They certainly don't tend to happen on the really big occasions. And there was something about that match that was surreal last night, you know? Especially when Ginny's goal went in, it was like, ah, do we have to play this out, you know? Yeah, it was game over when Ginny's goal went in. And I think um, the players didn't have to really do anything to, to see the game out, if that makes sense. They They knew it was job done and... Yeah, they scored that goal early in the second half and then they had a 10 minute spell, but they didn't do much after that. And then the two late goals flattered the, flattered the scoreline a little bit. But again, it was, it didn't, there wasn't any nail biting from us. It was, it just really did feel like a, a one off yesterday. But saying that, that's three out of the last four games, we, we conceded two goals in the last 10 minutes. So there is, Something there that is a worry. So come the final, if we're one to look with ten minutes to go, I'm going to be shitting myself. Yeah, well, you know, that's 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 an interesting point, and it, it, you know, let's talk about that for a second, Carl. Not to be dwelling on negatives, but because maybe we might get some more positive out of it. That idea that you know, <laughs> the like I said, the doom, the doom and gloom merchants were like, ah. Oh, yeah, no Buvac, we've fallen apart. But as Cam says, God, it's been on Tuesday. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and and, and the, the 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 it's so insulting to your club that that attitude. It's it's unbelievable. Anyway, there is that pattern. Like our last few games, they could have gone a lot better. You know, we we we've we've we had the 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 nil nil. Uh, we've we've lost our first ever match in the Champions League. This year, last night, before that, we had a sort of a drab nil-nil affair. The one before that was the splendid 5-2 five, five, victory, but the edge was taken off that because of the two part. Before that, we had 2-2 two, two with West Brom. And it's, you know, it, 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 it's just that that's, that's the current run that we're in. I think that's why people are 
we're possibly a little bit nervous. The fact that we've been reduced to the bare bones, the fact that there is the apparent disharmony in the backroom staff. I mean, is the, is this all just sort of narrative building nonsense or, or, or yeah, what? Is, is yeah. that what you think? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the, the reason we keep conceding that goals is A, we play faster football than anyone else for 17 minutes and we haven't got a squad. They're knackered. It's exactly what it is. That's a big pitch they were on yesterday. Edin Dzeko is basically targeting um, uh, Trent as much as he can. Uh, they're doing the big ball over the top all the time, but we can't get out. And if you can't get out, it's exhausting. And slowly but surely, your will fades away. Um, and that, that's what it is. I mean, you've got like three midfielders in the club at the moment. Yeah. Um, you, you can't replace the legs. I mean, you, you mentioned Firmino. When Firmino went off, when Solanke came on, I'm not nothing like Solanke's biggest fan, but and so, well, at least he can hold the ball up for a bit because the ball just kept coming back to them all the time. And, you know, you, you've got to concede goals eventually. And also, let's, I know it was 4-2 and everything, but can I just say they got six goals in the tie? And I said this last night on Twitter. Two shit penalties and an own goal. Come on, let's not kill ourselves about this. That's absolutely the point. Two non-penalties. Absolutely non-penalties. The, the, the one last night is actually the kind of thing where you would suspect match fixing under yeah. other other sorts. It was absurd, ridiculous. The one in the first leg similar. But the own the, goal the, the assistant behind the goal said that it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. yeah and yeah, the referee still it. get and the referee overruled it. So yeah, what's the point of the assistant there then? Well the referee <laughs> you do know that one of the many things that was going against us and the doom and gloom merchants were hanging on to when we were having Black Monday there was uh that re- that that referee had emerged uh, it, it, he's he's refereed us three times previously to last night. We've lost all of them. Um and well, that, you know that carried on. And that carried on. And if you saw the way that he was eyeballing Degsy Lovren at one stage when uh, Lovren was having a bit of a moan back. Yeah, that he, guy, he ran up to him and stared at him out, didn't he? That guy well, that's, yeah, that's he wanted, to see that, thanks. He fine, wanted mate. to be center stage. He yeah. wanted to be the the bad man, the the the, the badass. It was kind of pathetic. Uh, so yes, Carl, that's exactly and of course there's the goal that goes off Jimmy Milner's jawbone. So you add all those together, it's unflattering. It, it, 7 3, 7 4, that's 6, 6 3, that's about right. That's about real. Yeah. And, 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 um, and I honestly think he gives the penalty because he knows the game's over and, and he doesn't want to get bothered. I think well, he also gave the penalty because he didn't give a, pe- a blatant penalty early. Yeah, but then nobody saw that in real time. No. Like they, the Roma players said, but they didn't see it. Yeah. Well, they also they also didn't seem to see Manolas putting two hands on Sadio yeah. Mane in the eighth minute just before we scored, which was as blatant a penalty as you will ever see. Yeah. Uh, and 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 you know there is there, <laughs> there is something going on with with the world of penalties and the Reds at the moment that it's it's a strange kind of a theme. Um, maybe as somebody suggested last night on on um, on Raw, maybe we're saving them all up. Uh, At the final. Or, the final, we're going to get uh, about five penalties. Seven, uh, seven James Milner goals in the final. <laughs> yes. All, all pens. All pens, oh my God. James you wouldn't M- give them to Mo to make sure he got the golden boot then? Don't, don't risk it. Nah. <laughs> Genuinely, even, even, even the seventh, I'm not risking it. Genuinely not arsed about Mo's golden boot uh, on, on all the levels you can imagine. It's wonderful that our player, a Liverpool The only player, thing that matters is Henderson picking up big ears. 
Yeah, but uh, it's That's wonderful. It. It's it's wonderful to see uh, him following in the tradition of, of of Kenny and others, and it's obviously a, a Liverpool man being the objectively the best player in our in in the league in which uh, our team plays. But really, I couldn't give a fig for it. I, we're we're in a proper final with a chance to win the biggest trophy of all and as you say that's all that matters jimmy milner lads let's just talk a little bit about jimmy milner before we get into walk, walk, walk around him boys walk, walk around, around him, him. 13.75 kilometers last night two kilometers more than the next uh player in terms of distance covered now I, I, I'm gonna suggest something here. I could be wrong. Carl, I know you've been doing a bit of running lately. Cam, I know you're a man in fine fettle. But any one of us to go and run two kilometers, that takes some time right there. Yeah. Now think of all the time that that takes. And then you think about that. That's how much more James Milner covered than every other professional athlete on the field last night. To the extent that I've heard it suggested, that's why the poor bastard got drug tested afterwards, because <laughs> he was missing out all the celebrations. And in a typically wonderful fashion, because he is, as we know, know now, the um, absolute master of social media. He, uh, he does this typical boring Miller laconic tweet. The lads are in the background all celebrating. Picture of him looking sort of wary in the foreground with his jaw sticking out. And he says, yeah, looked like great scenes in the dressing room. I heard them from the drug testing room. Hashtag, <laughs> wait for me. Hashtag, celebrate on my own. Hashtag, hope the shower is still hot. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's an absolute legend of a human. I love I love, I love this. Um, uh, I might just kick him with some Ribena. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to I'm looking at the favorite little guy. I'm looking at it now. Actually, anyone got any tips for getting the Champions League logo off my face? <laughs> 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 glowing. Hashtag glowing. Hashtag UCL final. Hashtag who fancies Kev. Hashtag this is my favorite. Hashtag nine assists. Hashtag minus one goal. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got minus one goal. He's got minus one goal. You see, that's why. That's why he's a good lad. It looks like he's picking himself up, and then he takes the piss out of himself. Yeah. I, he's a proper lad. I just absolutely love him, and you know. I think his emergence uh, as one of the central characters of this team, uh, as a real genuine leader, as a properly effective footballer in this team camp, I think it's absolutely, it's it's one of the most heartening aspects of the whole season. Obviously, the most story we spoke about and all that. But to see Milner asserting himself in a position, getting a chance to, let's be honest, because lads are dropping like flies, but getting a chance to play where he always wanted to play after looking like he was right on the edge of things and doing so well. Like He's objectively our best uh, midfielder last night and has been for most matches recently. I just want to say thank you to Brendan Rodgers for making sure we got the signing of James Milner because this season he's been... An absolute joy and a re- revelation for us, and I can't I can't thank him enough for that because I don't know where we'd be without James Milner this season. I really don't. We would be in the shit house. We wouldn't be in the Champions League final. No, there, there's no question of it. I mean, granted, there would have been another player there, but I don't know what that other player would have done. I know what James Mil- Mil- I, I know what James Milner has done this season, and it's been fucking amazing. Yeah. And we are blessed to have him. And you know that in that, in that dressing room, uh, out on the training pitch at Melwood, 
them boys, all them boys look up to James Milner and they respect him and they adore him and they feel honoured to be in the same area and vicinity as him because you know he's, he's the wise old head in there, but you know he's, he's a barrel of laughs at the same time. Well, speaking of barrel, I'm, I'd imagine all of them, maybe bar Ox Chambo, would be very wary of him in an old school sort of alpha male way. Because he is a brick shit house, James Milner. He's Yorkshire, isn't he? Wow, but he's in, he is in serious nick, that man. There's yeah. a lot of guys, and, you know, professional footballers are in super condition, but that guy has muscles on his muscles. He's got veins on his veins. He's in ridiculous yeah. shape. <laughs> you see him getting written off as an old guy, but I mean, he was never a quick kind of pacey fella in that regard. And he makes the most of what he's got. And, like I say, I just, it, it, I, I, hopefully we will have the chance to run out our, you know, 11 footballers <laughs> in Kiev. I, I, you know, and, and, and to, to see him and get the opportunity to be central to that, I, I just think it's a wonderful part of the story. Carl, I mean, like, there, there was another little sort of narrative emerging in the immediate aftermath and, you know, other, other pods look at the, look at the details of the, uh, of the matches and stuff like that, but we're always more interested in the kind of, more esoteric ideas around the games and the ephemera, the ephemera, and in 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 that regard, the injustice uh, <laughs> theme that was arising from Italian media today is really really. How many scary. ghosts do you want, lads? How many it's, ghosts do you want? It's <laughs> something. It's, it's something to savor, isn't it? You know, we gave we gave you three goals. <laughs> yeah, we and, and, gave and, you three goals. And for them to be uh, uh, advocating the use of VAR uh, as as something that would have seen them through, for them, uh, here's a quote for you. Here's a quote for you. The editor of Corriere della Sport, uh, and Alessandro Vocialelli, said it was an almost perfect match ruined by the referee. Yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way you mean, mate. Yeah, not in the way he means. You know, Monchi saying that we need the clubs need to Italian clubs need to raise their voices because you know Juve had been badly diddled as well. Uh, the oh, that absolute shithouse Palata uh, talking about it. He says absolutely clear that VAR is needed in Champions League because you can't just let stuff like this go. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. We gave you three goals. The referee gave you three goals. Well, what he gave you two goals, obviously, you can't really do much about Jimmy, Jimmy Milner's face, but uh, on a ball. But oh, it's just, oh, I, I, in some ways, I keep thinking he's, he's got to do that because he's just been done five nil away from home in Europe. So there's got to be a sort of yeah, you know, it's it's just an old tactic, isn't it? If you're being battered, you say we're all in this together, lads. Look, we're being ripped off. No one's to say what were you doing going three at the back against Mo Salah, Mane, and Firmino. What were you doing there? That's basically cost you the game. I mean, and then Guardiola did that as well when he was at, um, uh, at Bayern when they got turned over, um, by Barcelona. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just the way of saying, like, it wasn't me, lads, let's talk about something else. And there's, there's a classic example of this, I was going to talk about this last week, but I didn't get around to it. When, when, when Jurgen went mad after the West Brom game saying, oh yeah, but the pitch was dry. Yeah. There's a, there's a real reason why he did that. Obviously, he's smoking out of his fundament. Everyone knows what's going on there. 
Everyone knows that's all bollocks. He's doing it because we've conceded two goals in the last ten minutes, and he doesn't want his lads to get bollocks. Yeah. And he says, I'll just say any old... I mean, Mourinho does it all the time. He's just gone saying, I will say any old shit. You'll write it down, because you'll fall for it, because you've got papers to sell. And therefore, they're not going to be the story. I am. And I will come up with any old shit whatsoever to defend my players. And I think I think uh, I think they run with it from that really. I don't care. Fuck him. Another uh, narrative being kicked around Cam today by the by the uh, the, the snipers um, and the, uh, the the massively disgruntled fans of other clubs. By the way, I I, I really do hope you all got to see the crest for the Manchester United with the two clubs united. In their, oh, hope, in their hope that Liverpool would be uh, eliminated last night. I mean, special. But <laughs> another another narrative that did emerge was this idea of luck, Cam, that Liverpool have been lucky. Uh, in Liverpool have not played any major teams, really. They have had luck on their side. Yeah, the English champions. I mean, can we just talk about that? And can we just rule that out as the most absurd of things? I saw a fellow who's writing, I, I, I admire a fellow who's been on Anfield Index Pause, Steve Tudor, talking about um, how Liverpool are essentially overrated and it's a media love fest. I see nothing but the contrary to that. I see nothing but begrudgery and, and sort of uh, belittling and snideness everywhere, constantly. That's what I see. I don't see this story, uh, this idea of a uh, love-in about Klopp or an idea of a love-in with Bet Liverpool, I think there's a real sort of anxiety and fear that Liverpool might be re-emerging. As Carl said in his article, you know, we've sort of skipped a few stages and just sort of arrived here. That's what's going on really, Cam, isn't it? It's, there's no luck involved. Look at our injury list. AS Roma knocked out Chelsea. We beat Manchester City. We beat um, the champions of Russia. We went to... Spartak, Seville, who knocked out Man United. Yeah, we, we had luck. Because all these teams were, were lucky when they beat those teams, I guess, yeah? Well, well, Steve Kelly says the same thing, actually. He says, Hoffenheim, um, yeah, they're unbeaten in uh, the, uh, of the home. Yeah, so we battered them. Um, you're never going to beat Man City because they've beaten the world. We beat them twice. Um, you're never going to score in Rome. Cheers, we did it twice. Also, I haven't conceded a goal at home in Europe in like X years or something like that. Cheers. They were unbeaten for 26 games or something. That's like right. That, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have five, have five of us. Literally, yeah. what, was that the game where we were doing, when Mo was doing keeping up with his head on the line? It that's was. Talk yeah. about taking the piss. Jesus Christ. Look my arse. Look my arse. And it's not luck. What it is, this competition has suited our team to a T because Teams and you know we we we've said it uh, uh, oh six months ago five months ago the Champions League suits us because over two ties teams have to try and win the game or a game and when they have to try and win one of those games they've got to come out and attack when they try and attack we fucking destroy them all the best lads and that's what we've done that's what we've done in literally every round of, of one of the games. We've gone away and we've blown the opposition away. The only team that's managed to hold us really was Seville. Mm. And that's because we throw away two goals late again. Two then three. Yeah. We were, well, free, they, we were, we were three nil up in that game, actually. Well, we, to, 
to add to, the, to, to add to this point that you're making, uh, Cam, I do believe, and I think it was fact checked by by Dave last night on Raw. I think we've scored five goals against every one of the opponents that we faced in each round. Um, Over the two games, we probably have, yeah. I mean, that's bananas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, why are we the Champions League top scorers? It was 46 goals, luck. Yeah, 46 <laughs> goals in, 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 what is it, 14 games? That's, I mean, stunning. 14 games, yeah. And Everton have played how many games in the league this season? 30, <laughs> 36? And yeah. they scored 39, I think. There's, um, Give or take so- a goal. My mate Ben said last night the highlight of it was when, I don't think it was a cop, I think it was, but, um, he said, uh, um, he said Liverpool go through the Champions League final, um, by, by winning by the odd goal in 13. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? That is actually, that, that's a brilliant sentence. Yeah. That is a brilliant freaking sentence. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and it sums us up to a T. We have said this all along on this show. And by the way, just a little moment to acknowledge that since we started doing this, we have been lucky bastards. This is like our timing with this show. My time getting involved with Anfield Index. I mean, what a season to be doing this stuff. It is brilliant. Like we're going right to the death. Like when everyone else is on the beach, we still have a show to look forward to about a Champions League final. This is just wonderful stuff. But you know, that, that's that as you as you say there there is no luck involved in this and i don't have that fear that i think an awful lot of fellas do because of all the things that they built up like i said we had black monday there you know with all the news coming out about about chan and buvac and salah and all the kind of things and then you know we had the concession of a massive amount of goals but carl you trust and we've said this how many times have i said this on pods we've said on pods I trust these guys to get back on track, especially when it really matters. I'm, I'm actually made up with shit last night. I'm really happy with that because because uh, John Henderson said at the end of the game, you know, we had everything under control. Then he goes, well, apart from the last ten minutes, we really should look at that. So they know what's going wrong. They know they're not perfect because, and this is the point about Real Madrid are always thinking we're the pinnacle. There is nothing wrong with our team whatsoever. I love that because. A team that knows it's not doing well, but is in the Champions League final, is always going to have a slight edge, and that's that's just enormous for me because I, I'm, it sounds mad saying I'm, I'm, I'm pleased we lost, but again, it's the humility thing as well. We still got things to work on. Yeah, that's huge. I'd rather lose, I'd rather lose yesterday than lose on the 26th of May. Yeah. Uh, if, if we had to take one defeat at the two, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, and it, and it didn't matter yesterday that we lost in in the in the grand scheme because we could afford to lose and go through. Yeah, and it, but but it it is the mindset thing. Like I have no doubt about that at all. Uh, there, there's a certain way. Like I mean, let's let's just be honest about it. When was the last time you saw uh, such a disengaged Mo Salah? The man wasn't there. No. Not in not in the way that he has been in every single match or bloody damn near every single match. He wasn't there. Bobby Firmino. 
well, you see, this is this is going to be the next story that comes out. Oh, they're bushed, they're they're knackered, they're they're wiped out, and now they've got the game against Chelsea. And if they lose that or draw that, or if they lose that, then they still have to worry about next week and they won't get to rest. And this is going to be the 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 tale of doom. You know, it's already started. There, uh, people are looking forward to the Chelsea match and thinking, oh, they're on a great run, and we're probably going to lose that, and then we're going to have to go back to the last day, and it's 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 a dreadful, dreadful thing. People are taking not taking into account that we've been managing a successful Champions League campaign, successful to the extent that we are in the bloody final against Real Madrid, whilst being in the shake-up for top four and being in third place in the league. <laughs> you know, you have to have a little bit of perspective here. Yeah, you do. And um, Mo Salah was there yesterday. He was trying to break the offside records with him as a man can be offside in one game. 53, I think it was, I counted, but I thought we got bored counting it. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous argument because it sounds hard to say, but I don't really care if you don't get top four now. I've sort of got where I wanted. It's, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I honestly think we'll be Brighton anyway, and I think we'll probably draw on Sunday. But most other had a bad game, and we know had a bad game. But Sadio Mane was absolutely brilliant in that game yesterday. He was superb. He was our best player by an absolute mile. And uh, my mate said to me, um, uh, even when he gets one-on-one, he thinks he's going to miss, because he does miss a lot of stand chances, obviously. But uh, when he got that goal, I just thought, well, he's absolutely on this tonight. And sometimes you can go through to a European Cup final when only one of your front three are working. And another reason he didn't work is because the midfield were basically playing centre-back. They kept pushing the back all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 a big issue came about that uh, that Carl's raised there the, about the final. Um, we'll 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 speak a little bit about Chelsea later if if if, if the mood takes us. But a big issue about the the biggest match in the world, which we are now part of, um, is the idea of the midfield camp. And you know we were we were eulogising about James Miller and all that kind of thing, but he was part of a unit last night that was seriously seriously sort of outplayed and um, failed to have much impact in the game in terms of of, of creativity. Um, whatever they were doing was almost entirely of a defensive nature. But again, Jurgen front and centre was massively defending them and talking about the great work, the great shift they put in that they had a gap as wide as the Mersey to deal with and massive spaces to cover. And I could see that. You could see the effort going in, but the effectiveness wasn't there. And I think um, people are starting to get uh, a little bit uh, nervous when they're thinking of uh, Cruz and Modric and Kovacic and company. Um, uh, you know, Isco. And, and I guess that's fair, but is there not also a, a kind of an angle here that those are the kind of lads who like to uh, dwell on the ball and do little interplays. And we have a, a midfield who likes to get the foot in. And we have a Bobby Firmino, who will be back who is best, who likes to get a foot in. It might work for us. I'm not worried. I don't know why, but I'm just not worried about it in any way. Um, you got to remember, once we've played Brighton, they've got two weeks rest. So, yeah. that you know, that two weeks just to get the energy levels back up again is is crucial. You know, they, they need to just have a week of just R&R and then get out to Kiev and then just start building the training up, building up the training, building it up. So come the 26th, they're ready for them. And we saw in the um, the Juve, sorry, the uh, the Real Madrid game versus Bayern, Bayern 
the the uh, Real Madrid um, midfield, it wasn't all that. Not that you know Bayern really really troubled them, but they should have scored so many more goals. Bayern, and when you think of our front three up against that, and like you say, Bobby, you know Bobby's going to have a storming game that night. You just know it now. It's going to be his game. It's made for him to to do his stuff, do his magic, and it's going to be a joy. It's going to be brilliant. It's it's really, you know. Yesterday I felt underwhelmed after the game. I didn't have that sense of excitement that we were in the Champions League final. But the more we talk about it, the more it's it's happening. The more I'm feeling it, and I just can't wait now. I really can't wait. You know, I wish the game was tomorrow. Why do you think that was? Was it was it just the nature of you know the late concessions and 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 the the sort of uh, uh, a horrible sickening possibility that it might work out? Is it was that it was? It was could no, you not? No, no. no. Uh, Half time when when we were two one uh, up, for me the game was over. Yeah, you know the game was over, and and even when they scored, when Jacko scored, it was still well, they still need three goals. Yeah, they're not going to get three goals in in forty minutes. They're just not going to do it or thirty five minutes. Mate, five eight shout out every five minutes. Well, but it's, it's quite quiet in the pub. We watched it. And, you know, it's a bit of a, a low bubble, but every, every he just shouts out of nowhere. Fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you see, you 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 weren't reckoning with Mister Scamina and his desperate attempts to get those guys back into it. I mean. Carl, like I, I was, I was, you know, thinking about this opposition, and they, they have a, an objectively wonderful squad, no matter what you think. And it's so deep; it's such a deep squad in terms of 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 uh, their benches, kind of kind of ridiculous. I was looking at their fixtures. They've got Barcelona, I think, on Sunday. They play Sevilla three days later. Yeah. Uh, they've got Celta Vigo three days after that. And then they've got about a week off and they play Villarreal on the 20th. So they objectively, they've got two more games than us in that period uh, between now and the, and the final. Um, and I was trying to lean on that and think, well, maybe, you know, who knows? But their squad is so bloody good. When you looked at the lads they could take off the bench, uh, that is quite intimidating. And I'm hoping um, that there is possibly the chance of a semi-fit Adam Lalana and maybe an out-of-the-blue Emre Chan. What would you feel about that idea that if Chan is in the background there looming around and possibly almost coming back to fitness, how would you feel about him coming in, given the nature of what's going on lately? Would you give a shit? Because I know I personally don't think I would. If he's our, if he's our player and he can do a job, I want him playing. Well, that's a head-heart question, isn't it, really? My, 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 my heart says fuck him. He's got nothing to do with me. He doesn't want to play for us, so we can fuck off. But um, by the way, I'm winning the language award tonight. I'm pleased with that. God bless. Um, and um, but if, you, if, 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 you come, if you can come in and keep a few of their lads in the air, then fine. Um, I'm just always a bit weary when people come back for one big match. Always just makes me a little bit suspicious. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, you know how those uh, how those one last heist movies work out. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't tend to end well. So, uh, yeah. I, the, what, what, what's the, um, the character in The Simpsons? Mendoza. When, when, um, 
when Homer's watching the film. And he says, yeah. Yes. So, so here's, here's my, here's, detective says, here's my yacht. It's called Live Forever. Just got one more day to retirement. You know full well what's going to happen there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, man, that, that Mendo's episode has one of the best shots in cartoon history. That kind of aerial pull up from someone shouting, Mendoza! Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, look. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I'm tr- I, I'm trying to make myself feel a bit better here. Um, I, I Adam and Alana, no matter how ma- how much I spin it, Cam is not making me feel better because his sub performances. He's got legs. I'll take that. <laughs> He's got legs. Yeah, but his sub performance have been excellent. If anything, what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of Adam and Alana, Cam is I'm thinking of Harry Kuehl. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of a lad who might just be just be fit for the final. Uh, and, and be able to do a job. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, g- give me some hope around the comparative squad strength thing, or will we be okay with just our 11? Or talk to me about that for a minute. We have to rely on our 11. We haven't got anything else. Um, <laughs> we, it, we don't know what's going to happen in the next, uh, three weeks. We're regarding our squad. I mean, if Chan is available, if, uh, Lalana is available, get him on the bench. We need bodies on the bench. We need, we need an option if we need an option. And they are options. You, they, w- whether we like it or not, they are better than having an under 23 player on the bench who's not been tried. He's not been, he's not played any games for Liverpool at all. You can't, he's not going to bring on Woodburn. He's not going to bring on Curtis Jones. He's not going to bring on Jan Dander or whoever. You know, these kids are, are not going to get a look in. So if these players are available, they're available. They, Whatever you may feel about Emre Chan, nothing's been announced. It's all hearsay. It's all rumours. We don't know what he's doing next season. But right now, he's contracted to Liverpool Football Club. And if he's fit and available, fucking get him on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that is the answer, really. That It is. And, 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 and to be honest... I don't know what stage it's at, and it could just be uh, whispers. It could be it could be shit talk, and who knows? My only problem with him is that like he's been so object, like deliberately silent after touting himself around. I do have that head heart thing that Carl's talking about, but objectively speaking, he is probably a, a better footballer than any of the other three that we've had starting. Uh, when he's on his game, and so he needs to be involved. And the Lalana thing, who knows? I mean, like I said. He just, I would not be surprised to see Ad Milana moving on in the summer. And I know he's a Klopp favourite and all the rest of it, but I also think maybe he's starting to realise, and maybe even Klopp is, that there's something not quite right there at the moment. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. But Well, is he, is he going to oust free scoring Gini Maldon? <laughs> yes, exactly. Away, away day Ginny, the, the man we bang <laughs> on for, uh, for, for, for headed, uh, shit headed goals. Uh, the, I mean, it's the first shirt you look at when you're thinking he's going to get us out of this with a goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they, uh, probably my, the most, the most, uh, enjoyable part of that was the fact that it was a, a lovely Jekko assist. Uh, the, the, yes. the header. Yeah, strange thing to do for a guy who, who had an, It was a, a terrible finish as well. It was great. <laughs> It was an awful header by Ginny. Like, you, you can see what he was trying to do, but he made all the wrong contact. And yeah. to see, to see no, no, it, no. Go, uh, it was the perfect header. 
yeah, when I in. See, yeah, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. <laughs> if the carrier save last week was a brilliant save, regardless of how he saved it, because he put it on the bar, that Ginny goal was a, a, a world-beating goal. That Ginny goal got us into the final. Like, it did. It did. The one that did it. Yeah, the, I, thing, the thing for me that I, I, um, I, I love double celebration goals. So I went mad when the goal went in, thinking I couldn't do it. I, I actually thought it was me, you know, I don't know why. Um, so I'm a big celebration, you couldn't really tell you who headed it. Um, so a big celebration with that. Turned around and thought, why are, why are people jumping on Genie? No, he hasn't, does he? Then I went off again for a second. <laughs> 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 He's literally defied gravity, that man. He's defied the laws of physics. Yeah. He's been out of it. First ever goal away from home, Champions League semi-final, second leg. God knows what he does for an encore. Well, you know what? He is a big goal man, a big game goal scorer. So who knows? Who knows? It His could last be. His goal was Huddersfield. Talk we about <laughs> talk about stepping up. A big game. That was a yeah. big game. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, even that was the third goal in a three-nil win. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was thinking more like the 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 City goal, which was a. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that, 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 that was oh, the big beautiful, head, beautiful header he scored, well, you know. He's only, he's only scored two goals this season, though. Huddersfield. <laughs> Champions League semi-final. Champions League semi-final, well, yeah. I, I, I was tweeting this last night about, uh, do you want to score now, Ginny? No, hang on a bit. How about now? Yeah, go on. <laughs> talk to me talk to me cam about another conspiracy theory that's going around which is that mo salah is uh now he's got all his awards he's not arse he just wants to go to the world cup or some nonsense like that that i heard talking about uh i i, I there was an interview with uh um, with albi moreno and um, producer guys reminded me of it where he reckons like that, that salah is currently training at 20 percent um in other words this suggestion is that he's saving himself for the match. Now, <laughs> if last night was him saving himself for the match, he must have been training at about 3% this week <laughs> because it was so weird to see Mo be so not Mo. It was, again, like Carl says, it was almost something I could take a little bit of consolation from, from, from the loss because I think a lot of things there will are set up for us to react against in the next game, if you know what I mean. Um what what do you think about this idea that Salah is, you know, suddenly turned into some other human because of all the all, all the awards that are or that maybe he's peaked and now the season's gonna taper off. Like wh- wh- how are you feeling about Mo Salah in the Champions League final? Like what do you think happens there? I'm not worried in the slightest um oh. <laughs> how can you be? It's, uh, Mo Salah, I mean is he not allowed to have a quiet game? He's had two on the trot now. He's on a gold trot, as he said in the interview afterwards. He's, he's not worthy of the Ballon d'Or now. You yeah. know, that was a question that was asked to him by uh, Jan, Jan Fjordcroft or whatever his name is. Fjordcroft. Yeah, the ex-Chelsea uh, striker, is he? So, um, yeah, Swindon. Swindon Town, sorry, my yeah. bad. Um, I'm praising him too highly there. Um Oh, maybe I wasn't. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I like it. I like a bit of snide at Chelsea before we play them. Good work. It's got to be done. Um, so, uh, yeah, he just had a quiet game. It happens, you know. Why? Why does everything have to be a conspiracy? Well, I guess what, what let's let's look at it objectively. He did look 
off the pace. He was offside quite a lot. Um, people were saying the same about Bobby Firmino. They put two and two together. They got 78, and they said the lads are exhausted. The narrative on the Irish TV channel I was watching was the lads are exhausted. This team is 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 bushed. This team is is shattered. They're done. They've got no squad depth. They're done. They're shattered. They're exhausted. Carl even earlier on was saying, you know, there is so much work to get through the way that we play. Yeah, especially against a team that's busting a good training back level that you, there is that that there is that um uh, tiredness and 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 and, and exhaustion angle there is a real angle but i mean yeah, there they, are, they could, they could there well are, be tired you know it can but, just be something as simple as that but cam there are three games left and there's no Oh, sign ever of Mo Salah having been tired before. He doesn't suddenly get tired in the Champions League semi-final second leg after oh, playing uh, playing every other game at a rate of of uh, uh, of inhuman speed. There's nothing to it, in my opinion. But it's like I said uh, originally, he just had a bad game. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, and. At the end of the day, he could afford to have a bad game yesterday. This is the thing with yesterday. It was it was a weird game. It's not a normal game of football that when you're three yeah. nil up, you know, before the game starts, it's it's a very difficult mindset to go in with because it's like, how do you approach the game? Do we go out and try and attack? Well, they did, and they got the goal. Oh, then they got another goal, and the game's over. The game was over at 2-0 oh sorry 1-0 the game was over because of that away goal and yeah. it, it's difficult then to sometimes get into the game then because the, obviously then Roma had nothing to lose and they threw everything they had at it they threw everything they had and what what were we doing we were just not hanging on for dear lives but all we were doing is defending 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 and every time we looked like uh, every time we had a break we did look like we did look dangerous we did look threatening and I was going here we go. Here we go. Oh, poor pass from Bobby. Oh, oh well. No worries. Well, yeah, I was going to say, at least I saw Salah. I didn't see Firmino at all in the second half. I didn't see him. Yeah. Well, every time you get, every, every choice Bobby Which made yesterday was yeah. a wrong choice. Yeah, just fine, you know, because yeah. that happens. Well, apart apart from being involved uh, in 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 a very classic, typical Firmino fashion in the goal um, for Saudi, yeah. um, I mean, you know, credit where it's due. Uh, but most of his passing was sort of completely uncharacteristically awry in a way that was almost comical. I was looking at some of the passes he did and I went, "What is actually happening here?" Because this guy is so good; he's miles ahead of everybody else. So all the things that he was famous for. You know, that, that he has done all year. He was not doing and in fact was doing badly. And all the things that Mo was famous for, just playing right on the edge and getting breaks and getting away. He was being offside. He was moves were breaking down with him. He wasn't doing those things either. And of course, the major thing is scoring a goal, which he didn't do. And I guess a lot of people then see these things and it's in a simplistic way, they put everything together and the world's going to end, but the world's not going to end. And I, I, I suppose I would like it to go out there. I would like people to be thinking, because in a weird hippie way, I feel like, you know, positivity and that kind of energy is really, really important. And with Jurgen Klopp, we've got someone who clearly believes that too. But I believe this team can go out there. And even if we are only 11 players with maybe a half-fit Lalana on the bench, I honestly think that we can turn this lot over. I mean, Carl, like, you, you get why I'm saying that. It, I'm, I'm saying that because we watched this team all year. 
We know how good these lads are. We know how fucking mad they are. Well, I saw one of the best teams I've ever seen in my life get done in the 2005 Champions League final for being 3 0 ahead. Because that, that Milan team, as far as I'm concerned, was better than this Real Madrid team. Oh, they were amazing. By far. Yeah. By far. Absolutely. The, 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 the forwards, the midfield was an, an, an embarrassment of riches and who won that game. So there, there is no, um, I made up this game isn't too low because that will be trickier. But, uh, you know, a toe to toe fight. I quite like us to do that. Yeah. I'm not worried about, I'm, I'm the same as Gamma, I'm not worried about Real Madrid at all. I'm, I'm actually pleased it's not Munich. Because they, they're a bit more, uh, they got a bit more earthy and a bit more English and, and, you know, Madrid are a fantastic side, of course, yeah, before season I that and everything, but. I actually would have preferred Munich. Because really? they Well, the reason being is Madrid are a similar team to ourselves in that they want to play on the counter as well. Yeah. And so they don't want the ball and we're not great when we have the ball. And Munich are a team that want the ball. So our high press would have been more suited against Munich. But I don't care. Because guess what? <laughs> we're in the Champions League semi-final. We're not. We're not, we're not you know. No, we're, we're in not. the final. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to saying that. Yeah. I'm so used to saying that. Oh, God. <laughs> Comes out again. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still refusing to call it the Champions League as well. I'm definitely going to old school in that. You're going to still the European Cup, isn't it? I said on Twitter last night that um, I do this stupid thing every now and then. Anyone who comments on Twitter, I do things that I like the bit where Liverpool won. I, I signed it after the win. I said I like the bit where Liverpool reached the European Cup final again. And um, like all Paul Kelly reports, who said, yeah, you're right, it is the European Cup. It's the European Cup. Because it literally is the European Cup, that's the trophy you win. It's called the European Cup, not the Champions League. But it is, and it was, and that, that's the thing about it. And you know what? My take on the Bayern Munich thing is, um, I am actually glad they're out because now we get a chance not only to get a bit closer to Madrid in terms of their, um, uh, their, their ridiculous t- trophy haul, but we could. Well, I mean, by the way, the first five is just exhibition games. Yeah, well, that's, that's words out of my mouth. That is part of it. That is part of it. And, you know, Munich and Barca are now on five as well, which sticks in my craw. And for us to have a chance to go to six and then nestle in behind Milan, worry them for a while, man, that's amazing. Maybe Big Verge can lift number seven then next season. Back-to-back Champions League is basically what I'm predicting, lads. Basically what I'm predicting. Where's next year's final? Oh god, I, I never know shit like that. I'm booking my ticket now for next year's final. Why aren't we going to this year's final? What's wrong with us as a trio? Because we're saving it for Dublin against Napoli. Yeah. It, that makes perfect sense. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, of, of celebrations, did you hear during the week, lads, the absolutely brilliant story that there is now a pub in Burnley called, named after Sean Dyche, called The Dyche. Did you know this? Uh-huh. No. Now, I was thinking this during the week. I heard it, and I was going, that is brilliant. And I was thinking, do you know what? Because I was thinking, as mentioned on this show, and I was saying, I would actually love to have a, po- a pint in the Copac. That, to me, sounds like a proper <laughs> pub. That sounds like a kind of gaff I'd hang out in, the Copac. That, that should be on the Walton Brett Road. Yeah, I, I'm going in there, is what I'm saying. I'm not sure if I'm going to visit the Brainshire, the Downey, because I don't know, that doesn't sound right. But the Copac sounds like a proper pub. 
I like That's I like perfect. the sound of that. Yeah, I like the it's sound of that. Yeah. That's nice. It is, isn't it? You know, it's 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 only one slider. Like Superman's the people about this. Only one slider. Only one slider. Why why do you why do you demand li- loyalty to one brand of of slider? Uh, I don't have no cider at all, if possible. <laughs> oh, okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. It's a complimentary cider. <laughs> yeah, that's for, uh, that's for people. But, but, uh, and also when anyone orders a pint of cider, the barman has to take a towel off a pipe somewhere and stare at them while he's doing it. With the stain. <laughs> I'm warming to this theory now, I'm gonna write about this. I think this, I think this could really work. I like, we've honed in to a particular area of pub etiquette and pub uh, pub lore and pub behaviour that you seem like myself to be quite uh, well versed in uh, there, Carl. I'm wondering on on your on your in the copac, say me and Cam call around and your landlord Carl there in the copac and we are we're, we call around for a pub. Is there a bust of Queen Victoria on the on the on the bar? <laughs> no, there's a poster of Debbie Harry. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! You've got a poster in the wall. It's a hipster fucking place. Yeah. Oh man, I was actually hoping for some old school charm here. You're you're going you're going all you're going all punk ethic on me, are you? Yeah, I've got stencils on the wall. <laughs> I'm not sure about this place called the Copac now. It sounds a bit like where you meet rough, rough sorts. <laughs> Victorian costume only. Um... <laughs> Uh, speaking of of of, uh, oh, sorry, the drug, sorry, the ne- next year's Champions League final. Yes, Madrid. Oh, not not not, not the Bernabeu at Leicester. Oh, that's still amazing. That ground. Yeah, fantastic. Well, well, uh, let, let, when 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 Virgil's turn to lift it there, let's make sure that we're at it and we'll do a yep. live a live pod from the place. Uh, I, I have a question to finish. Um, uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a choice. You can vote, um, although there are two of you, this could be problematic. I want you to either answer this question, what's the worst thing you did as a kid? Or, what fictional character do you wish you could meet? Which question do you want? I'll do the fictional one. Oh, you snooze, you'll lose, Okay, look, Carl's got a shout in early. Cam, you've, you watch about seven billion TV shows every day. Yeah, bro, I don't watch a fictional character. No, no, I'll do the, uh, I'll do the worst thing I did as a kid. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm good with that. Did it involve a milkshake as well? <laughs> was, was it, a, was it a protein shake with cereal? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who, who would do something as ridiculous as that? Who would do that? I don't know. I don't know. Probably a peanut smoothie fancier or something. Uh, Cam, yes. go on then. Tell us about your terrible childhood messing. Um, I've got two tales. Which one do you want? Do you want the pen knife one or do you want the candle one? Whoa! Oh, hang shit. on. You can't leave it like that. <laughs> you only get one. Okay, I want to pen Can, can we do the other one off mic and then do it? Thanks, <laughs> like Subscribe. Tell us, tell us the candle one uh, when we when we close down. But for uh, now, go with the pen one. Um, somehow, as a child, I was probably about seven or eight. I got hold of a pen knife, and um, I was probably at home on my own as well. Everyone had a pen knife back then, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And, I had to have uh, a pen. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how, 
I'm, I'm just messing about with this pen knife as you do as a seven year old. Um, and like I said, I'm on, I'm in them days, 40 years ago, uh, I, I would have a key for the house and I'd come home from school, let myself in and I'd be an, I'd be at home on my own. Not a problem, oh, issue. A, 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 a latchkey key. God bless you. Yeah, that's how we, that's how we did. It was a key on a little piece of string around my neck. So, you know, uh, and the school, you could see the, you could see the school from house. So obviously I've gone home, found this pen knife and just, you know, what there's no, wrong. there's no TV in there. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. So I'm sat on the sofa and I'm looking at the, the arm on the sofa. And I think I must have had an argument with it. The arm on the sofa. And yeah. I stabbed the fucker. You stabbed the sofa. And I've stabbed it again and again and again. And then I've looked at it and I thought, oh fuck. That's gonna kill me. <laughs> yes! That's gonna kill you. <laughs> what <laughs> the hell inspired that? Go on, I'm sorry. I, 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 what, what can I tell you? It was, it was 42 odd years ago, Trev. What can I tell you? All <laughs> I can remember is I, I, I attacked the sofa. Have you ever been psychi- psychiatric? Have you ever visited a psychiatrist? Have you ever been assessed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Cam, but, uh, I think I am being now. Go on. <laughs> Cam, Cam, you've watched you've watched Mindhunter, yes? Amazing. Yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're aware of escalating behaviours, yes? <laughs> all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, will you please make sure your cat is safe tonight? Just leave, put the cat out because there's some. <laughs> Something bad. I only have a goldfish, so. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Fred, in, in Dublin, he's sitting next to you. You're in the middle. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not risking any of this. I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's perfect sense. Uh, we've, we, we've established that I can't be killed anyway. Uh, famous last words, but anyway. Uh, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the other question that I'd asked was what fictional character do you wish you could meet? And Carl, you said you, you've got a, a shed for this. Fully reckon. But my mind's fairly obvious. If anyone knows my Twitter account, it's my avatar. Um, it's Sherlock Holmes. It's Sherlock Holmes. Because I absolutely adore Sherlock Holmes. And people say, I'm going to quote my mate Eddie now. Um, he always says, um, people say, you know, who's your best, who's your favourite Sherlock Holmes? Is it, you know, Peter Cushion? Is it Tom Baker? Um, is it, uh, as, my, as my mate calls him, Bedell and Cucumber? Is it him? Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's not, it's the Sherlock in the book. Because the Sherlock in the books is incredibly dark. He's not yeah. nice at all. He's incredibly yeah. rude. He, he hates women. No, sorry, he, he says he just he, he doesn't trust women. Right. They're, right. they're not log- they're not logical enough. Excellent. How, how, how can you how can you build on quicksand? What he says. Good man, Sherlock, with a little bit of a little bit of old, good old fashioned misogyny in there. God bless him. Well, but he, he does say something like um, I can't remember the story now, but he says something like. Um, I've always been a polite and civil adversary. He's chivalrous. He's always been a chivalrous opponent, he says, to women. Yeah. Um, and he, he likes them. He's never rude to them ever. Not like directly to their face or anything like that. But he's just, he doesn't, he's not, he's a bit wary. He's wary. He's wary. Because they're not logical and he doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just leaving my, my own character at that point. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think that's great. You know, I've got actually I've got a, a, a an old Sherlock Holmes movie poster in my hall here uh, at home, and it's actually Basil Rathbone. Have you seen him as 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 as? I've, I've literally seen every single thing that got the word Sherlock written on it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a fan. A little bit of a fan, yeah. In fact, I'm working on a podcast about Jonathan at the moment. With our mutual friend, Neil Atkinson. Hang on, Barry. As a guest. Yeah, I've got an idea. You know the West Wing Weekly? Yeah. I don't want to say this in case someone nicks my idea, but I've got an idea of basically <laughs> doing a weekly show on one Sherlock story with a guest and just reviewing that story. It means, sm- me, it, it, it means me hosting, which is something I've never done before, but um, yeah, I like the idea of that. The thing is, though, there's 50, 56 short stories, and there's four novels, but uh, it doesn't... Believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm that able about Sherlock Holmes. I don't need much research. It's all in the head. I think that's a smashing idea, and I, yeah. I look for I look forward to being one of the fifty six along with Branchy. That's the crack. Looking yeah. forward to that. Looking forward to that. Yeah, this is this is this is tremendous stuff. Okay, let's 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 wrap it up, lads, because we've got a Champions League final to look forward to. We've got a game against Chelsea the weekend that we can't even be arsed talking about because we know what we're going to say. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We need to go. Hard or go home. We need to go with our best 11 and go out and try to win this thing or at least get our draw at the weekend so that we can rest. There is no choice, is there, Cam? Exactly right. I mean, a draw will do it because goal difference uh, gets us through. So, um, we've got to play our 11. They're, 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 we don't have anybody else to play. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can't play the second 11 because it looks very similar to the first 11. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, who, who, who you could, I mean, I'd even take, you know, if he, if I knew he could kick a ball properly, I'd take Minnelay as an outfield player. Just put him on the bench as an outfield player, you know. Um, play him as a DM or something. I don't know. Just to, if you need to give somebody a rest, <laughs> you know. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So uh, yeah, we've only got eleven. That to me, well. that to me, that to me sounds like something we do after it's all wrapped up against Brighton and we're wearing our new kit. In fact, if 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 it's all wrapped up against Brighton, Brighton uh, or uh, against Chelsea, and we have a chance to wear the new kit against Brighton, uh, for me, it's it's just fine lads hanging around, uh, standing outside the stadium. I'm gonna go and stand outside the stadium. That's that's who should be taking the field. Like not one first teamer should play against Brighton if we get wrapped up against Chelsea. That's how important it potentially is to get that point against them, and that's all it needs yeah. on Sunday. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to Brighton, and um, I'm, I my seat is quite near the tunnel, but there's every chance if I just put the shirt on, just hop over the wall, and play in centre midfield. Of course, it will require you buy that new shirt with the collar. Um, yeah, that, that, there's an issue there. I want to go from 1977 shirt or something. Yeah, it's a big ask. It's a big yeah. ask, Carl. I don't, I don't want you putting your, your, uh, <laughs> your sartorial standards yeah. at risk there. But yeah. and black boots. Yeah, black boots. So keep an eye out, folks. If if doesn't Jimmy wear black boots? If if, if things so. go. If things go well against Chelsea on Sunday, just keep an eye out and see if you can see. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, you'll notice. You'll notice. <laughs> he's uh, he's three seconds. He's got a trademark style as Kappa. Keep an eye out, lads. Keep an eye out, and that is where we'll wrap things up for our show. My thanks to my team muckers, Carl Kapak and Cam Branch for their contributions, and we thank you, lovely listener. You are the reason that Carl and Cam and I give our time to do this. It's a free show here in Anfield Index, as I said last week. We don't ask a thing of you, but in return, we wouldn't say no if you were to tell another red or recommend us on your social media platforms or any of that good stuff. If we can start getting even bigger numbers, who knows? Who knows where we can take 
this thing. Maybe we'll be uh, at a Champions League final doing something live next year. The Reds have top scored their way into the biggest game in world football, and it's a glorious thing. Chelsea away on Sunday, Brighton the Sunday after. A draw this weekend or a win the following one sees that job done. And then it's Kiev, Real Madrid, and the chance to bring home big ears. It's going to be emotional, but this... This is why we're in it. So until we speak again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Sports Social Podcast Network.